here, and it is a joy to be with you all. We so appreciate that you would choose to be here on a Sunday morning um, when you could be sleeping or you could be watching the World Cup, and we won't say anything about that right now, um, and, or you could be doing something else. Lots of people do different things, and uh, you've chosen to be here to worship, uh, to engage with one another in community, to learn, to pray, and um, we don't take that choice lightly here. We really appreciate it, and those of you who are joining us online, we so appreciate you doing so in that capacity as well, because um, we know there's things that can limit us from being here at times and being able to join online, even across the country or across the world, um, technology gives us that ability to connect. And so we want you to know if you haven't done so, those of you who are online, the best way to connect with us is on our online platform, which you can find at onelifeseattle.org forward slash live. And the reason why we point, you, point that out to you is because Although Facebook and YouTube and Vimeo show our service, um, our platform is designed to help you connect. There's a place for you to, com- to have conversation, to be prayed for. Um, and today in particular, there's a section called notes. And in that notes section, it has the handout that hopefully those of you who are here got. If you didn't, you should get it. It's in the back by the Bibles. There's writing utensils there as well. Um, it's got a lot of stuff that will help you engage our time today. And the reason I'm pointing it out to you now is because there's a couple questions on there that I want you to be thinking about before we even get started so you can share your thoughts about them. And it has to do with this idea of joy. Where do you experience joy? In your past, in your present, in your future. So as I'm jibber jabbing for the next few minutes, you should be thinking about that. And if you share, I will even bless you with a candy cane. Because, I mean, who doesn't want a candy cane? And we're blessed to have our youth with us, with us today as well. And youth get candy. And so last time I did this, everyone was like, where's the candy? So, and that was actually from more of the adults than the kids. So I was like, well, okay, we'll bring candy canes. So there you go. We are in week four of our Advent sermon series. We have called Rejoice, Emmanuel Has Come. And we've been looking at various themes of the Advent season as expressed in various songs that we typically sing during this season. We've been looking at the themes of Advent as they're expressed in the lyrics of these songs. And part of the hope in doing so is to um, both invite us into deeper meaning of what this season is about, but it's also to experience and engage the season in a more kind of biblical perspective than the way our world does. So when we think about the themes of hope and peace and joy and love, we want to bump up against how our world describes these. And one of the key words that we've hit a number of times is this idea of sentimentality. That when we think of Christmas or we think of even these words like hope, peace, and joy, and love, we have all these really happy, clappy, sterile, kind of uh, perfect pictures of what that is. But what we realize when we look at the Advent story is that these themes of hope, peace, and joy, and love have far more meaning and they're messy, they're difficult, and they're present in the midst of everything that's going on whether it's present in the manger, whether it's present in the, what's happening globally, whether it's present in the midst of authoritative rule. 
What does it look like for us to engage these themes of Advent in our current context and not just make it this kind of happy, clappy, sentimental thing, but to really feel the feels, to, to engage with them? And so the season of Advent and the story of Christ entering our world is uh, something we want to remember, that it's not just the perfectly white porcelain manger scene that there's far more to it, and that when we engage in that, it helps us experience the truth of what this season is all about. So if you've been with us, we had a little recap. The first week we talked about the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is kind of where we get the title of this series. And with it, it was our foundation for the entire series. And the the idea that we were addressing is that in the um, advent arrival of Jesus, everything changes. Everything, even if we're not aware of it, at our very core that we're longing for, that we're hoping for, that we want to experience peace and joy and love in, is rooted and found in Jesus. And then in week two, we looked at the Magnificat, the song of Mary, and with it, we we pondered what it means to magnify God in our day-to-day life. And that was done in Mary's story, which is just a ridiculous story that we can never really imagine being in. So, so we look to Mary as an example of what it looks like to magnify God. Then last week, we looked at the song, O Holy Night, and how this night that Jesus was born was unlike any other night. It was holy in that it was the night that ushered in the entrance of God with us. And with it comes this freedom and shalom like we never could have experienced before. Today, as we're in week four, we're going to be looking at the song, Joy to the World. And with it, like I said, I created this document. Hopefully, you all have it. Um, It's a really helpful resource for you. It's got our scripture we'll be looking at. It's got the lyrics. It's got all kinds of things. If you're online on the online platform, you just click the notes section. You will have it there for you as well. So I highly recommend you doing that. And again, if you haven't done so, start addressing those questions. But before we dive in to look at the song, think about what this means for our day-to-day life, let's pause and open our time in prayer. Father, Son, Spirit, we thank you for the words of these songs that we've been singing. You are my joy. In you is all our hope and peace. We thank you, Jesus, that you are with us. Emmanuel, God with us, that we know something about the already and we have a a sense and a hope of what will to come. And God, in our present day moment, in the midst of everything that's going on, we pray that you would help us experience your hope, your peace, your joy, and your love. And today as we engage this song, Joy to the World, one, a song that is full of sentimentality, help us think about what it really means and what it looks like for us to experience, not just today, not just during Advent or Christmas, but in our everyday life. Pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So at the beginning of our series, Brian introduced a quote to us that's kind of been something we've shared each week, and it's from N.T. Wright, and it says this, when we sing, we actually participate in a bit of remaking of our bodies, hearts, minds, 
and lives. And today, as we discuss the song, Joy to the World, it's my hope that it invites us to sing it in a new way that literally remakes our body, our hearts, our minds, our soul, our life, that when we sing it, we find ourselves proclaiming something that our world and each and every one of us desperately needs to experience. You are my joy. What does it mean to experience that? And so with that, hopefully during this break, you took a minute to jot down some answers to the questions that I had on there about experiencing joy. And if not, you could come up with an answer right now if you want a candy cane, that is. But the question is, generally speaking, when have you experienced joy in your past? You think of your story, and there's moments in your story in the past that you remember, and you think, man, that, is, that was a moment of joy. Likewise, where are you experiencing joy right now, and what does it look like to think about joy in the future? So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Where have you experienced joy? Where are you currently experiencing it? And I have a candy cane to entice you. Yes. Awesome. That sounds lovely. Even hearing some of these stories, you almost feel a little joy, right? You start entering, you picture some of it. Mark and I were just out there and the sun started being, we're like, what is this bright light coming through? And it just brought a moment of joy. Sometimes being in creation does that. Others. Yes. Going to high school? Graduating from high, yeah, why not? That's a big accomplishment. That deserves a candy cane, too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Birth of your grandchild. That is, you don't want a broken one. Some of these are broken. You don't want a broken candy cane. That defeats the purpose. Yeah, Lauren. Mm. Yeah. There's something about singing joy to the world in a chorus of people that can bring a lot of joy, especially the little ones. Others? Yeah. Oh, man, weddings. Those are joyful experiences. Greg, if you, if you don't mind, if you could just check the online, just in case. If you're online, please feel free to throw down your thoughts there. I can't throw a candy cane to you, but you can imagine me doing so. Yeah, if you do it, watch. They were just reaching for it in the camera right there. Um, others, experience of joy. Oh, waffle breakfast. I know what I'm doing after service. Yes. You want another candy cane? Go for it. No more war in Ukraine. That sounds good. You definitely can. All right. I'll eat it for you. Others? Anyone else? Youth? I know you experienced joy. Yes, Elise. Spending time with friends. That was a horrible throw. Sorry. I'm a soccer player, not a baseball player. Someone else? Ditto on the wedding. Yep, wedding's good. When you were baptized, okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. Winter break began. <laughs> There's a lot of students who are just like, yes, you definitely need a candy cane for that one. I did this with my grad level students and they, were, they turned into like little kids because they were turning in their papers and they were like done and candy canes and there was a joy they were all experiencing. And I wasn't taking it personal because it was in my class that they finished, so yes. Oh, yeah, you go take people to see the Christmas lights and you get the benefit of a brass band doing it, leading some songs, kids dancing, awesome. Anything else? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, you know, this lady walks by. She's soaking wet. She's you know, soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll come back and help her. Sure. I think the cause that I'm looking for is lost. And this lady comes by willing to help. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you are really lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She comes back. Yeah. She finds the key. Wow. I am home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and you get a candy cane for it. There is something about how uh, we experience joy, so whether it's in um, situations, shared experiences, graduating, baptism, someone joining you to help in something that you're longing for, that you've kind of given up on. There's future hope that we think of that has an impact on lots of different people. I was trying to find a video clip to describe what kind of our worldly joy looks like. And so, of course, I thought of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And the scene that I'm showing is the scene where Clark, he is desperately wanting people to experience joy. And he has just spent a tremendous amount of time completely covering his house with Christmas lights. And he's literally stapling each one in place, uh, just so many. And he is wanting to make people experience joy. He's convinced the lights are going to help everyone do this. And uh, so he, he's done. He's got them all out. He brings the family out. It's the middle of the night. And we get to this scene. And hopefully... I dedicate this house to the Griswold family Christmas. Drum roll, please. Oh, oh, uh... Joy to the world. There you go. Um... Of course, this movie has ruined my experience of joy to the world because now every time the song, I sing it like Clark Griswold. That's what happens every time I hear the song. But when you think about joy in our world, the big thing I want us to see is that worldly joy comes and goes, and it can come and go in a moment. Depending on the situation and circumstance, it's not lasting. It's not eternal. It's something we try to make 
And with worldly joy, our joy can be stolen, literally, moment by moment, by almost anything, but especially by people, places, situations, and circumstances. It can literally be present and then gone. All this anticipation, all of this excitement, ready for these lights to come on. You're ready to share it with everyone. And then you go and plug it in and nothing happens. We've all experienced this. You're on a lovely drive. You're enjoying the view and then someone cuts you off, right? You're watching the World Cup final and then your Wi-Fi drops right when something exciting is about to happen. We've all been in situations where we're anticipating something to find keys and we've been working hard and we think we're going to find it and it doesn't happen. We're so ready for this goodness of whatever that is and just like that something happens and what we've been waiting for, what we've been anticipating doesn't come. Or we're experiencing something in the moment that just feels so great and then something takes it away. In the movie after the scene, at one point, while Clark is trying to figure out, like he's literally going to every light, trying to unscrew and check check the bulbs, you know, check all these things. While he's doing this, everybody's inside. Great job, Clark. You know, they're all so frustrated. They wasted his time. He had wasted his time. And someone goes into the garage and you see this like 800 plugs plugged into this one outlet and someone hits the, the switch to turn the light on in the garage and of course, Everything turns on for a moment, but Clark's the only one who sees it, and his face is just full of joy, and for a moment, he's just like, guys, you got to come out and see this, but of course, everyone's inside, and the person who flipped the switch has no idea, so then immediately afterwards, they flip the switch because they leave the garage, and all the lights go again. The joy was there for a moment, and then with the flip of the switch, it's gone. Clark fights and works hard to figure out how to make it all work because he wants everyone to experience this joy together. Because we, let's face it, we all could use some joy, right? But again, what we see is that it is us trying to make it, even force it on ourselves or others. And the question is, is that what the song Joy to the World is all about? And I hope you hear by now that the answer is no. In fact, it's interesting to note that the song Joy to the World was never even written as a Christmas carol or a song for that matter. In 1719, Isaac Watts published a book of poems in which each poem was based on a psalm. But rather than just translate the original Old Testament text, he adjusted them to refer refer more explicitly to the work of Jesus as it had been revealed in the New Testament. And one of the poems was an adaptation of Psalm 98, where he interpreted the psalm as a celebration of Jesus's role as savior, king, and judge. And then more than a century later after writing this, the second half of this poem was slightly adapted and someone set it to music to give us what has become one of the most famous Christmas carols ever, which is pretty cool. 
But again, it was never intended to be a Christmas song. Now, the Bible talks about joy in a lot of different ways in the Old and New Testament. And if we were to do a word study of just the word joy, it would be incredibly expansive. And we have no way to cover everything the Bible talks about joy. Um, So what I want us to do today, though, is just get to the meaning of this song by looking at what joy meant in the New Testament because that's the lens that Isaac Watts uses to translate or to reinterpret Psalm 98. And so what we see is that in the Greek translation of joy, we have this word hara. And it's derived from this word haras, which is the Greek word for grace. And so um, what we want to get from this is this note that it tells us that categorically that joy is produced by grace, by the grace of God, which means joy is not a human-based happiness that comes and goes or that we can create ourselves or by others. And so another way to say this is that joy in the New Testament is the awareness of God's grace, or another way of saying it is that it's grace recognized. Joy and grace, the grace of God, cannot be separated. And so we also know from the scriptures that joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and that as a result of our relationship with the Spirit, it flows out, it springs out of us in our moment-by-moment experience when we recognize and are aware of the grace of God faithfully present with us. We talk about Emmanuel, God with us. God present with us. This is why true joy is not something we can bring about on our own. It's a gift of grace. It's the gift of God's undeserved favor. It's the awareness that God is faithfully present with you in all situations and circumstances, literally giving you life, a breath to breathe, to live fully in every single moment. And this is why we can see Jesus with joy enduring the cross, scorning its shame. It's why we can see disciples considering it pure joy when they face trials and temptations. It's why Paul could have joy and affliction. Notice that none of us shared examples of joy going through something difficult. Maybe Eric's a little bit. I gave up on finding keys. It was raining hard. But even in that moment, he said he wasn't feeling it. He had pretty much given up. Thanks, thanks for this person showing up. None of us said, when I found out I had cancer, I had joy. No one said, when I was going through a divorce or when I was struggling in this relationship. No one said, I was struggling financially, didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. I had joy then. The reason these people in the scriptures could experience joy was because it had nothing to do with what they did or the people they were around or the circumstances of the moment. Rather, their joy came from the awareness of God's grace and faithful presence with them through it all, as close as their very breath. And so for those in the Old Testament, if we remember, to be in the presence of God was your end, you would be destroyed. If you look at Isaiah 6, there's this picture of coming into the presence of God and the word says, I am ruined 
I'm coming into the presence of God. I'm a person of unclean lips and I've seen God and just the sight of God is this fear of being destroyed. But that's not the case here, thanks to Jesus. We have grace. So this joy isn't only found in happy places with happy people, it's found everywhere in our past, present, and future. Thanks be to God and the reality of Emmanuel, God with us. And I don't know about you all, but that's the real meaning of joy. That's where our worship comes from. And this is exactly what's going on in Psalm 98, which is the song that Joy to the World is based on. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn and go to Psalm 98. If you have your sheet of paper, it's there. If you're on the online platform, you can go to the Bible section or the notes section. It's there as well. But let's take a look at Psalm 98, see how it connects. We see the connections to this lyrics to Joy to the World. So I asked Gianna to um, read Psalm 98. So would you... Read that for us, please. Yes. Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord. All earth burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands and the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and and peoples with equity. Awesome. Now this psalm is about salvation, It's about joy, and when we look at it, we see this kind of contagious worship going on. The structure of the psalm, if you look at it, is basically three parts, and these parts are separated by their different reasons for praise, their time references, and the expanding circle of praise that happens as a result. And so if you wanna look at your piece of paper, there's fill in the blanks, theologian, Tremper Longman III, who did a commentary on the psalms, talks about Psalm 98's expression of God's salvation in three movements. The first movement is from Israel to praise God for saving them in the past. And then it moves from Israel to all the earth, praising God for being king in the present. And then it keeps building to the entire universe to praise God for coming to judge in the future. So it starts small with the smaller groups. It's still praise and joy past. Then it moves to the present with bigger. And then it keeps expanding out to the whole universe into the future. And so there's this great joy here because God has saved them in the past, in their present, and in the future. And has been faithfully present always. And this is where their joy and their worship comes from. And Isaac Watts, the author, interprets this knowing that all of this is being talked about in the Psalms is ultimately fulfilled in Christ, our Savior, our King, and our Judge. And so in many ways, joy to the world with this lens of Christ to the Psalm 
is basically saying we have joy that leads us to praise Jesus who saved us in our past. We have joy that leads us to praise Jesus who is our king in the present. And we have joy that leads us to praise Jesus who is coming as judge in the future. And so these three movements show that God is always with us. And this is such an incredible gift, which is the cause of great joy in worship. And that brings me back to that quote that Brian shared with us from N.T. Wright. When we sing, we actually participate in a bit of remaking of our bodies, hearts, minds, and lives. You see, worship is far more than simply singing a song like Joy to the World. It's not singing it like Clark does in the moment with the sentimental kind of feel that's just kind of this happy, clappy, sentimental feeling. Worship at its very core is a proclamation of our joy as a result of experiencing the grace of God's faithful presence with us no matter what. And so when we sing this out, it should transform us out of our worldly experience of sentimental joy that comes and goes at every moment, and it should move us to proclaim the experience of true joy that comes from being in the faithful presence of God. And here's the thing with faithful presence of God. Whether you are aware of it or not, God is present with you. And so what joy to the world, what Psalm 98, what we're being invited to in the Advent season is to remember you're not alone in whatever you're going through. God is with you. It's not just someone with you, which is awesome to not be alone, but it's the God of the universe showing undeserved favor and grace to you. No matter what, you would normally be destroyed. You're not destroyed. In fact, you're absolutely loved. And so when we sing it, it's a proclamation of a truth that our world and every one of us desperately needs to remember and know. And so as we see in Psalm 98, this worship is contagious. It starts in this small group. It moves into this community. It continues to grow and expand outward for the world. That's what proclaiming is. It's contagious. And so I wanted to do a little experiment. I don't really know exactly how we're going to do it. And it might be a little cheesy, but we're going to do it anyways. And I haven't told my daughter that she's going to lead this, so she's probably going to kill me afterwards. So thankfully, I have joy in the matter of any situation. Um, but so, so what's going to happen is my daughter, Gla I have insurance. Yes, good. Um, Gladys is going to say praise, and then Gianna is going to say Jesus. And then Gladys going to say praise, and then everybody in their row is going to say Jesus. And then she's going to say praise, and then this whole section is going to say Jesus. And then you're going to say praise, and then this whole section is going to add and say Jesus. And then we're going to move on. It's going to keep going. So we're building. Our proclamation is expanding. Gladys, the only word you have to say is praise over and over again. Everyone else... All you have to remember is Jesus, okay? It'll start with Gladys, 
then Gianna, then their row, then this section, then this section, then this section, then this section. Got it? Yes. No, you don't need to use the mic. Okay. You ready, Gladdy? You ready, Gianna? You ready, Ro? Okay. Awesome. Even you can start going, praise, yeah, it's contagious. Imagine you're in a stadium like the World Cup and there's 90,000 people. Maybe you're at the Sounders game, not nearly as many people, but still, they, someone says, go, and the other person says, Sounders, and then all of a sudden, 10 people say, go, and the Sounders, and it builds, and now there's 60,000, there's 80,000. The whole community is singing, the whole world, all of creation proclaiming the faithful presence of God. Talk about joy. So as we close, I hope we can see that the song Joy to the World works for a reminder of the already, which we've been talking about, and the not yet that we've talked about, but it's also talking about the right now. That we can experience true joy in past, present, future. Thanks be to the faithful presence of God and God's grace. And this is something we are called to proclaim. To experience, to live out, to shout, to share. And just like we did here, it's got this contagious thing. You're a little hesitant at first. Then a couple other people join you. And the more you do it, it's like, oh yeah. That's why we need to be together here. This is why presence and participation is so important because it's contagious. And some of us might be remembering the goodness of God's grace in our moments, especially our difficult times, and some of us are not. And when we come together, we help each other be reminded of these truths. And as we help each other, we leave and we help others. May we each be testimonies of the true joy that can only come from the awareness and experience of the faithful presence of God all the time. And God, help us be people who point out, who show the active presence of God in the midst of others, that people could see it. Amen? So, I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. As they do, um, I have a couple questions for you to reflect on. But as you're reflecting on it, I have two people who are just going to read the lyrics to Joy to the World. You don't have to do anything but just listen. They're not going to sing it for you. And they're very thankful they're not singing it. Um, But I just want you, now that we've looked at it, we understand some of the meaning, we see where it came from in the Psalms, I want you to just hear the words. Try to notice the past, present, future language, the faithful presence, the joy that comes out of it. And as you do, there's some questions you can think about. Where do you find that you are lacking joy and why? What's keeping you from being more aware of God's presence? And who do you know that could use some joy? And just take a moment to pray for them. Maybe you have an opportunity to help them be aware of the presence of God in whatever they're going through.
So if you want to share your thoughts about those questions, you can use the connection card. Those of you are here, it's on your seat. If you're online, it's on the online platform. Um, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. But you could just use this to just think about the lyrics. We're going to close in a moment with singing the song Joy to the World. But I purposely picked a different version of it. So it engages our minds in our kind of challenge of sentimentality with a song that we know by heart to help us sing it and think about the realities of it in a different way. You don't have to worry. It's not radically different. You can pick it up pretty easy. Um, but hopefully it's a way to transform us in how we experience the realities of what it's talking about. So with that, take your time to wrestle with these questions. Um, the prayer team is also going to be up. So if you have any prayer needs, you can go join them here in person. Or if you're online, you can use the request prayer button on the left of the chat. I'm going to close this in prayer. We'll have a moment of hearing the lyrics, and then we'll sing together and go from there. Father, Son, Spirit, we thank you for your faithful presence with us right here in this moment, even those are online, wherever we're at. We thank you that you are faithfully present in the midst of the most difficult, hardest moments of our lives, past, present, and future as well as the best and everywhere in between. Help us to be more aware of your faithful presence. Help us pause just to take a breath, to remember you are the one that gave us that breath, Holy Spirit. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And may it give us joy. And may we proclaim it. Help others to tap into it as well. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is frowned, found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness the one, and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods and rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love 
and wonders, wonders of his love.